They're not clubbing one another over the head yet with canes, but inter-party relations on Capitol Hill seem to be worsening by the day. For federal agency managers, the question is, what about that continuing resolution? For a look at the possibly dreary week ahead, Bloomberg government editorial director Lauren Duggan. And the impeachment just is, as I guess to no one's surprise, is really exerting gravity on congressional activity. And uh, But there's not totally impeachment, is there? No, it's not just all impeachment all the time, although the inquiry is churning in the background, particularly on the House side. Um, There will be more depositions this week, likely behind closed doors, as we've seen, with more people who have facts to share about the events that have led up to this inquiry with the president's call to Ukraine and the events both before and after that. Um, But that will kind of happen in the background while things will still be churning through the House and Senate floors and, of course, in the committees across both sides sides of Capitol Hill. Um, So no shortage of things to keep an eye out on. And that's certainly where we're focusing a lot of our time and effort, keeping track of all these issues that are moving. But impeachment does seem to have its own center of gravity right now in terms of where the attention is, at least on Capitol Hill. Now, in the Senate, though, they are talking about continuing resolutions, continuing or possibly a skinny budget. What's the status there? Well, the Senate is in the middle of debate on a four-bill spending package. This is really the first time they've been on a formal fiscal 2020 appropriations bill in that chamber. Um, It's been somewhat slow going, a procedural vote last week and some votes scheduled for this week on amendments. But what they're trying to do is just make progress on some of these bills, get them into a state where they can have formal conferences with the House on the meat of the bills. But overhanging all of this is still a lack of agreement between House and Senate appropriators on how much to spend on each of the 12 bills. And until you have that group of numbers that you can spread across them, it makes it a lot harder to come to some sort of agreement on the individual allocations for departments, agencies, and programs. So with a lack of agreement on that, and really sometimes it feels like the talks have stalled or aren't making much progress, um, there is a discussion now about the next continuing resolution. The current one runs until November 21st, which is the Thursday before Thanksgiving. So that kind of gives a deadline of wrapping something up before they go away for that holiday. But there's no agreement yet on how long the next CR would be, or if it would be packaged maybe if there is some agreement with one, two, three, or four appropriations bills, if they can get that far. The important one that a lot of people are looking at is the defense one, because um, that's something that Republicans would like to see get done. But Democrats would like to see a defense plus labor HHS education package, which is something they were able to do in the fiscal 19 process well before there was a government shutdown. So a lot of different factors going into this, and um, we're watching very closely to see if there is any agreement emerging on both those top line levels for the bills and then how long the next CR would have to be. Um, There was some talk of maybe February, um, which would get us over the entire holiday season if they were able to agree to that. Um, But some people might be uncomfortable with that length of a CR because you're almost halfway through the fiscal year with the kind of autopilot spending levels. And in another issue in which Congress might be in opposition bipartisan way, to the White House uh, is Turkey. And I don't mean the Thanksgiving Turkey, but the nation of Turkey. 
That's right. With the military incursion into Syria that was launched by Turkey, we've seen strong bipartisan reaction to that um, by Republicans and Democrats in both chambers. What we're likely to see this week are two votes that are Turkey-related. The first is a package of sanctions that were introduced by Elliot Engel, a New York Democrat, and Mike McCall, a Texas Republican. They're the leadership of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And this is a package of things that's likely to get wide bipartisan support to crack down on some of those in Turkey involved in the incursion. The second vote is a long-simmering issue in Congress, and it's a non-binding resolution that would only get a vote in the House, wouldn't even go to the Senate, about um, a series of events from 1915 to 1923 that is often called the Armenian Genocide. Turkey rejects that label for what happened then, and when this has come up in the past, either gotten a committee vote or been discussed loudly, or maybe it was headed to a floor vote, Turkey has reacted quite negatively sometimes pulling their ambassador or otherwise um, fighting strongly against the adoption of that sort of resolution. So we'll see what level of objection they raise this time around, and that could be a pretty interesting debate uh, later this week. We're speaking with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. Any hearings we should note? two coming up. There are a few. Um, it is Halloween week, and at least one of the committees is getting into the spirit by naming its hearing Rise of the Zombies. Um, this is a hearing that Rand Paul, a Kentucky Republican, who um, has looked for many ways to cut the budget and will actually have a vote this week to reduce spending in the appropriations bill by 2%. What he's doing is convening a hearing looking at unauthorized and unaccountable government, as he puts it. So I'm um, waiting to see all who will be in attendance at that one, but certainly getting into the Halloween spirit. Um, we'll also see the head of the GAO going to the Senate Budget Committee for a hearing about chief financial officers and legislation that was put into place almost 30 years ago, kind of a status check on that and what to do next. Um, this is kind of in the vein of things that Mike Enzi, who's the Senate Budget Committee chairman, he's been looking at different aspects of budgetary management in the federal government. He's retiring next year, so I think he's trying to have a swan song and maybe make some long-lasting impact if he can on some of these budgetary and financial management issues. So we'll be watching that. And then Boeing will be very much in the top of people's minds with the 737 MAX continuing fallout. A couple of hearings we're expecting this week um, where the head of Boeing will be up on the Hill and probably face tough questions from Republicans and Democrats about that plane and what it means to get that back into the air and, and kind of what sort of steps they took both before and after the incidents that led to those fleets being grounded. So, you know, no shortage of things happening there. Yes, that's going to be a tough one because the head of Boeing, Dennis Muhlenberg, came from the military airplane division. So he's done a lot of work with the military and with the armed services committees, I'm sure, over the years before, I guess, about 10 years ascending to the top job at Boeing. So that could be an interesting dynamic. Any particular nominees coming up that we know about? Well, the Senate Armed Services Committee is holding a hearing on some nominees at the DOD, including the chief management officer and the chief information officer, as well as the Navy general counsel, some positions that obviously are very important to the management of the department. Um, that could be the beginning steps of those nominees moving forward. Um, so there are still some holes in the administration that President Trump is trying to fill, and the committees in the Senate will continue to process those. And one thing, we've already talked about the defense management system and also the defense budget. What about the authorization? What's the status there? 
Yeah, that bill's been stuck for several weeks now. It's formally in a House and Senate conference committee, um, but a number of issues have just prevented them from moving forward. Jim Inhofe, who's the chairman of the Senate Appropriate, I'm sorry, Senate Armed Services Committee, a Republican, said last week that he's looking at introducing what he's called a basic bill, or some are calling a skinny bill, which will be stripped down to just some of the most necessary provisions in that bill to give the Defense Department the authorities it needs to manage itself going into next year. We've described the Defense Authorization Bill, or NDAA, as must-pass, and it's really because there's some of these management things that they just have to have in place at the beginning of the year to make sure the department can do its job. There's a long history of getting a defense authorization done. We might not see the broad, you know, thousand-page bill we often see when it comes to that important piece of legislation, um, and whether that's just a negotiating tactic to kick the talks into high gear so that people don't lose the other provisions that the House and Senate put in, we'll have to see, or if that becomes the vehicle for some of those authorities to move forward. So we'll be watching that very closely as well. Because that is one they normally get done before the end of the fiscal. So you might say that the DOD has been operating now for several weeks without authorization. Right, right. I mean, they continue the funding through the CR and some authorities that they can there, but really they can't begin doing all they want to do until that's in place. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Hi, I'm here on USPTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 36 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select Hyundai vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer today. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.